Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. What's up, guys? Brian Satin here from my living room, not Wrestling Sheet headquarters, like I normally am when I'm doing audio content. For those of you who've been following the site for a long time, it's almost like the old days where I used to do the podcast from my living room and then have to edit it at home. It's going to sound familiar because that's what I'm used to doing here, but uh, yeah, shitty times for all of us right now. I realize that, Um, but... With everything going on right now and me not having the studio at my disposal, I wanted to be able to discuss Monday Night Raw. I wanted to be able to discuss everything going on right now. Being in quarantine, the fact that Monday Night Raw, excuse me, the fact that WrestleMania is going to take place at the WWE Performance Center. It's all 
unprecedented stuff that's going on right now because of the coronavirus outbreak. Um, I know there's been other things you can listen to where it's doctors talking about things, but just wanted to give you guys a brief little bit of an escape. Maybe just I wanted a little bit of an escape. So Jamie Iovine and myself, the Wrestling Sheet Radio 2, joined in on an Instagram live session together and broke down some of the things that have been happening the past couple days, including last night's edition of Monday Night Raw. Hope you guys enjoy. Waiting for Jamie Iovine. Hold on. I think I did it right. I hear someone else join. Ah, hello, Jamie. I'm here. Dark's here. <laughs> Let's go. So, uh, how's quarantine life going for you? Um, quarantine life is going okay. Um, it's kind of slowing down my move into my new house. Um, it's a lot of uh, finding some finding good workers is hard these days, as they say. <laughs> And, you have to uh, move it all yourself now, basically. Yeah, and I have to figure. I have to basically become a carpenter in the next few weeks. So wait, what do you mean? What do you have to do with your apartment? Well, or I mean uh, your house, not I apartment. Have, Sorry, I'm used to apartment. The house. My well, I have my house, but I have all sorts of furniture that is not put together yet, and I need to do that. <laughs> oh man, like your bed and stuff. Yeah, I have my old bed, but I have a new fancy bed. But Lord knows, I don't know how to That's put it a- together. Yeah, no, I, I, I gave up on trying to put things together. I, I just don't do it anymore. I Man, I've been going to the store and stuff, too, and I just feel so weird trying to, like, keep my distance from as many people as possible because a, a lot of people aren't watching the news. So this whole social distancing There was an thing, old lady in line at the pharmacy the other – there was an older lady at the pharmacy the other day, and she was, uh, she was in front of me checking out some stuff, and there was a group of – there was, like, two, like, kids, like 16-year-olds behind her. And they were like a little too close to, for her comfort, and she turned around and said, six feet!" Like she yelled at them. <laughs> good, good, good. Okay, I'm glad that at least at least some people are, are being vigilant about it. Or let's talk about Raw. Uh, we're all stuck quarantined anyway, so everyone hates it. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw last night. Um, you know, it kicks off with Phillips, Saxton, and Lawler in the ring explaining there's no audience tonight due to prevailing circumstances, but uh, the word coronavirus is never mentioned uh, throughout the broadcast, which, you know, to me, I, and a lot of people differ in this in this regard, but to me, like, it's almost similar to, like, the 9-11 episode where you have to, like, say what's going, like, you have to address the elephant in the room, in my opinion, otherwise it's so awkward. Like, you know, where they came out with, like, <laughs> we want to come back. Like, this is a terrible time in the country, you know, but like we want to be there for you guys or whatever. You know, I think that similarly, like I, I, I would think that they would say something at the top of the broadcast and mention like why WrestleMania is moving to the Performance Center and stuff like that. Um, I, I if you know, well, also they didn't really do it on SmackDown either, and um, I think well, they the had the Triple H being like, "We want to entertain you," thing, but yes, you're right. Never said that's the word what I'm saying. Like never, yes. never verbatim saying the virus and. Um, I I mean I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing. It's because I mean it's like not really an elephant in the room. I mean it's it, it pretty much everybody knows what's happening in the world right now. It's it, it's not something that like people are like oh I haven't checked my phone in two days. I wonder what's happening. You know, it's it, it's something that is a reality now. We're living in it, and it's it, I mean I, I think it goes without saying at this point, personally. 
I, I, and that's what a lot of people said too. You know, when I tweeted something about this last night, people were like, you know, what did you want them to just like beat it over your head? Like we already know we want some an escape from what's going on right now, not like another reminder of what's going on right now. And so I do understand both sides of the equation here. Um, so, so I, I do understand that. Um, I just, I don't know. I think just, just because it's so crazy what's going on right now, I just, it would be nice to have some reassurance even if they're not scientists, but just be like, hey, guys, it's going to be okay. We're getting through this together type thing. Like, I don't know. That's just me personally. Um, but during the opening, uh, you know, they mention that. They say what's going to happen, and then Edge interrupts their promo. He comes out, uh, and, you know, I thought he did a good job of, of not doing what some of the people on SmackDown did last week out of habit because I'm sure – out of habit, they're all going to look to the crowd when they walk out. It's like what they're trained to do. It's like it's, it's drilled in their brain. Um, but, you know, it was still weird last week on SmackDown when they were kind of like playing to the crowd as they were walking out. And it was almost like there's no crowd there. Like, who are, who are you playing to? And well, they- to be fair, I watched SmackDown. And when Bailey and Sasha did it, it was almost like they were tongue-in-cheek. It was like they were kind of like, oh, yeah, like I think it, uh, when I saw Sasha and Bailey, I didn't think that they were like, oh, well, we don't know any better. I, I saw them more of a, uh, uh, like, you know, we're, we're kind of having fun with this. I, I wouldn't say that they didn't know any better, and more so just, like, that's the edict from Vince is to, like, not look at the camera, like, to not, you know, act like the, like the camera is the audience, but to act like the audience is the audience. And so, to me, it felt like just what they're all just doing what they're supposed to do, basically. They were told to just act as if this was a normal show. Because even during the commercial break, Sean Ross Sapp posted a video, I guess, like, uh, internationally, they played part of the what was happening during the commercial break, and it showed them just, like, stop wrestling and stand around waiting during the commercial break from SmackDown. Did you see that video? I did not, but that's... Not, I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and totally. It's, it's, it's just them kind of, like, standing around, talking or whatever, and then in the more clear video that Sean posted yesterday, um, you can hear Triple H saying, like, why are they, 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 they someone's got to tell them to stop working to the crowd when there's no crowd. Like, it doesn't work when you're working to an audience that isn't there. Look to the camera. Like, work to the camera. That's who's your audience right now. Um, so I did think at least it wasn't, I don't know. I think I, I can see both sides. Maybe that is what they were doing. I, I wasn't sure. I, I really wasn't sure because other people did it throughout the night, too. Um, and I wasn't sure if it was like to play at being heels or just because it was like. I mean, like, do- I, I, no, I, I mean, I see it. Uh, I mean, I, the way they did it, I probably would have done the same thing. Like, okay. Just pretend, like, oh, like, hey, uh, there's nobody here. All right. Like, kind of like when Austin did the uh, give me a hell yeah thing, you know? He knew damn <laughs> yeah. well that he wasn't going to get anything back, you know? I mean, obviously. It, obviously but at least that one they played thing. to it. They, yeah, and, and honestly, and, and, and that one they at least was clearly on purpose because they played into it by doing the camera angles to nobody and then it led to the buyer and stuff. Um, so I guess maybe they learned their lesson from the awkwardness of, of the SmackDown episode a little bit. They're learning as they go, obviously. Um, I did think that Ed did a great job of making it, not making it look like he was looking to the crowd. Cause even though they still had his smoke and all that kind of stuff, I um, mean, he was posing and doing everything. He did the, he did the rock and roll sign though. He did. He did, no, he did. He did it. And then he like he kind of like he did like a look to the side like he like as if the crowd would be there and then he quickly like put his head down and was like oh wait there's no one there what am I doing and kind of like caught himself you, you could tell um, and then uh, I, you know his promo fantastic stuff the the build to this has been great the whole time um, I liked 
I liked how he mentioned the Mick Foley stuff. Because I didn't even think about that. To yeah, be honest. they, like, they I mean, both had incredible history with Mick. Both of yeah, them. and they both had like crazy hardcore matches against Mick Foley and stuff. Hadn't even thought, weren't they both at WrestleMania? Or was it, was, no, Randy Orton wasn't at WrestleMania. No, Randy Orton was SummerSlam, I believe. So, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. And then, but Edge versus, versus Mick Foley was at WrestleMania. That's when he did the spear to the table that was on fire, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, yeah, I really like that little touch of history there, um, which was cool. I mean, obviously, like, Mick Foley's a legend, so if you're going to add a last man standing stipulation to the match, it makes sense to kind of, like, throw that Mick Foley love in there a little bit. Um, it's really, it's also really interesting to me too. It's been done a lot recently that they're really using Randy's history of being a, a shithead back in the day as, <laughs> yeah. as a lot of storyline points. Like recently, I mean, not as much, but they did it even a little bit back with, um, f- with uh, who was he just feuding with? Um, shit, uh, Kofi. A uh, Kofi, yeah, dark. What am I thinking? Yeah, they did it a little bit with Kofi, you know, in terms of the stupid thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, they're go. I mean, they're. I mean, they're saying it on the network during the ruthless aggression documentary. They're saying it in the promos. They're like, "Hey, you were a dick back then. Let's use it." <laughs> I think it's because every, you know, I think it's because he's so beloved now behind the scenes. From what I hear, I mean, I know that like. He had this history, and I mean, you work behind the scenes, so you maybe know more than me, even though it was a little bit longer ago. You know, to be honest, I, I, hear, I don't know because he he hid during the pre-taping segments. <laughs> like I never saw Randy ever, except when it was time for Showtime. Like he, there are people backstage when they're working on pre when they're when it's time for pre-tapes. Everybody knows that period of time. There are some people who have just been to every building ad nauseum, so they know where to hide, and so when they know that it's like. From about one o'clock until five o'clock, that's around the pre-tapes, uh, pre-tapes hour where everybody has to get their pre-tapes done, and you have to go find them. They're not lining up at the pre-tapes, uh, like pre-tapes saying, "Okay, it's my turn." Like, you have to literally <laughs> physically go find them. And Randy and Seth always knew where to hide. So <laughs> I, that I didn't really surprise me at all because you know, like even when I used to work at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and I would uh, produce the backstage promos, which you're familiar with, obviously. Um, when it would be like, okay, now I got to find so-and-so. That place is small, the, the, the whatever, the Ocean View Pavilion. And it was yeah, a mission try doing to find certain people. Arena. That's yeah, what I mean. That's... So, like, it, even in the small Ocean View Pavilion, it was like, man, like, where is this person? It's such a mission to go find this person. And, and so I can only imagine when you, when you <laughs> times that by 10, you know, multiply that by 10, how big. It's like, uh, have you done Orton's, have you done Orton's pre-tape yet? Nope. Where is he? I have no idea. <laughs> 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 well, I know that like when I do backstage, uh, you know, the times his name have come up like in the production meeting or something like that. It's just always like the whole table goes, love Randy. Randy's the best. Randy's the best. So I think it's because he's turned it around so much that, that, uh, that's why they're, they're willing to, to dig into his, his past history of being an asshole. So, uh, yeah, I love it. I thought that it was great how, you know, since Randy had mentioned all the stuff about how, like, you know, he did this for love and that, you know, he wanted to stop this before someone else took Edge out of action and he was forced to retire and that, you know, back in the day, Edge had pulled him out of a hole time and time again, like you had mentioned his past history. Um, but I love that the Edge kind of flipped it around and was like, no, you don't love me. Like, you're just jealous that I had to work for everything I got and didn't have it handed to me by my dad like you did. Um, I thought that was a nice little twist. And I also thought, you know, as much of a reach 
as, as it is. I like the the explanation for how Beth, you know, since they kind of made, since they had Randy make her look bad by being like, why are you such a terrible wife? You, why'd you let, Ray, why'd you let Edge come back? Uh, I like they kind of fixed that to show that, no, she was there to retire on his behalf. She is a good wife. Like, shut up, Randy Orton. You just didn't let her talk. Because you don't let women talk. You know, <laughs> like, kind of thing. So that was, I, I like you, that. Think that, you think that's why Beth came out to, to retire? That's what he said Edge? in the promo. That's what he, he said in the promo. He said that, that, that if he had let Beth finish talking, she was there to re- retire on Edge's, retire Edge on his behalf again. I must have missed because, that part. Because she didn't think that it was fair for someone to have to retire from what they loved twice. Mm. You didn't catch that part? I, mean, yeah, I, I, like I didn't that. catch that. Yeah, I like that. And then he said, no, instead, you know, what you did just dragged me out of a hole similar to, like, what you said that I did to you, and it stopped me from making a bad decision, so now I'm challenging you to a last man standing match. Uh, what do you think of them adding that stipulation to this match? Um, it's good. Well, we're going to get um, halftime heat. That's what we're getting for that match. It's, How I mean, what else is I mean it, it, you're right. Uh, absolutely. It's 100% going to feel like halftime heat from back in the day. And we didn't even actually, you know, we talked about how it's going to be at the PC um, briefly about how they didn't address it. But just talking about it as fans, you know, how crazy is it that WrestleMania is going to be at the Performance Center? That, that's nuts, right? It's, 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 well, it's unprecedented. It's never been done before. It's um, it's the smallest WrestleMania is ever going to be. Like, even during the rough times, during, like, 97 and 96, it still was able to do, like, garden numbers, you know? And mm-hmm. it's going from – I mean, think about it. We're going from a crowd of about 90,000 to zero. That's insane. Well, ten, yep. I guess, if what you're saying is true about. Uh-uh. Um, I don't think I don't think they're gonna have any audience. I don't think they're gonna do it. I don't think they're even gonna have ten fans because then it makes it look even more awkward, don't you think? It would be it would be even more awkward. But can you imagine the resale value on those tickets? They like oh, ten lucky. <laughs> I had someone text me yesterday, and they were like, "Man, like you you work you know adjacently to WWE. Can you get me into that show? I've been to every WrestleMania, and I don't want to miss one." And I was like. No, I can't get you into that <laughs> show. Like, what are you talking about? Like, no, of course I can't get you into that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I said it on Rosenberg's pod, or not podcast, his uh, Instagram live video yesterday. You know, I told him that you know I genuinely expected them to postpone it to June or something like that, just to alleviate some of the pressure, and then we can figure out where we are in the world. In a few, you know, in a, hopefully in a month or well, two. Well, this you know. way you don't have to offer refunds. Then that way you don't have to offer refunds. Exactly. You know, you might say you might recoup some of the money, um, but from what you know, from talking to sources and stuff, it does seem like the reason they uh, just decided to announce the performance center was because the future is very uncertain right now, and if things are going to continue. They don't know what the future of things are right now when it comes to live entertainment and WWE shows because of the uncertainty of everything. And so it's like, we if we postpone it, that might that show might get postponed too because of everything that's going on. So you know, my, just get it done. We got to get this show out of the way, and lots of money is going to be lost. But 
every company is losing lots of money right now. And so I think that was the thought process behind it. And, you know, I've seen these rumors today about possibly in June at Madison Square Garden. Um, if that is in the thought process, I think that it's just a backup plan in case Orlando gets shut down too. I, I, I don't know. I don't think that it's happening. You know, from what I hear, though, they're being very vigilant at the Performance Center for these tapings. Um, you have to go through a, a, a team of physicians that are testing you for various illnesses, not coronavirus, but they're testing you to make sure that you're in perfect health when you go into the Performance Center. And so um, they're doing their best to try and make these things very safe. Um, but, you know, I, the thought, I, the, honestly, the only match to me that seems like it can, that, it, that, that the no audience stipulation won't matter for is this match. And the fact that it has a last man standing stipulation uh, attached to it, they can use the entire performance center area uh, at their disposal. They can do lots of cool stuff. They can, they can play with all the elements there. They can rig the performance center glass if they want to be like sugar glass, if that's still something that they could buy right now. Toss them through it a la Shane and Kurt Angle or something like that. They could do something very memorable still with the last man standing stipulation. Um, it's some of these other matches that I'm more, you know, wondering how they're going to break through because, you know, even last night, you know, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade with no audience, it's tough. It's tough, right? I mean, it's going to, well, the no audience thing is really, really, really going to affect two things, in my opinion. One, um, it's going to be, uh, one thing it's going to, no crowd is going to affect is the undercard, is the matches that don't have really anything on the line. Like, um, uh, I, I mean, I don't even know what the undercard is because they haven't announced it yet. But, um, or even the championship matches, because in my opinion, especially when somebody like Drew is, if, if he wins, that whole moment is needs needs the crowd because if you're holding up a prop belt and there's nobody giving a shit, it's it really takes away from me, in my yep. opinion. I mean, oh no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, isn't this kind of isn't this the universe though? Isn't this kind of the way the universe fucking works? Drew McIntyre works eight plus years to get back. He's gonna main event fucking WrestleMania and nobody's gonna be there. Edge. Gets to return from injury finally after all this time. One of the saddest moments in WWE when he was forced to retire. He does his whole speech. He's crying. Edge gets to come back to wrestling for nobody. For nobody. Oh, it's gonna be crazy. I, 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 I almost wonder if like in my mind, like there's no, there's no, there's, there's no other option. Like, uh, like, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no. Nothing they can do to make it better. There's no alternative yet to that. Like, like you can't live stream fans and cut to fans at home crying. Like, what do you, you know, like, you can't do that. You know, like, I, I don't think, right? I mean, is that an option? Like, well, ima like imagine when Kofi, uh, like, imagine if Kofi, um, I done it with nobody. Uh, one, like, when no, in front, one in front of nobody. Like, that moment would have been so much less important. Well, I mean, not important, but special. And, uh, yeah. It, it's, yeah. but also here's the, I mean, are we going to, I mean, I don't know. I don't mean to jump ahead, but I want to talk about Undertaker a little bit. Yeah. That's next. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's get into it. Well, first there's nothing to really talk about with the Royal Rumble, obviously, because they played the Royal Rumble. Um, did you watch it again? I'm just wondering. The re, the re, yeah, did you rewatch well, it? Well, they, they cut a lot of it. 
They cut a lot of it. Oh, did they? Because honestly, I checked out. They cut a lot of it? They cut a lot of it. Yeah, you get okay. to, like, there's a commercial break, and it goes back, and it's just down to the four of them, you know? Oh, like, okay. It, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Um, Undertaker, and, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, yeah, fine, let's, let's get into it. Uh, you know, Undertaker uh, has an entrance, which is um, the quickest Undertaker entrance that's ever happened, ever. No, it literally looked like they had told him, yo, you're up. Oh, shit, all right. And then I <laughs> didn't even have, I mean, well, you know why I'm so confused at what's going on? With it? Remove the corona shit. All the all that stuff. Say world was as it's always been, right? Mm-hmm. Why are they humanizing The Undertaker so much lately? They're doing a lot to make him look like a regular-ass dude. I think it's got to be because we're getting Biker Taker coming back. It's, it, I mean, Biker Undertaker at the Performance Center would go over a lot better than Dead Man Undertaker. I, I thought it was the plan anyways, and I was going to tell you to hit up your boy Fred Durst to see if he was going to be doing the rolling entrance or something like that at WrestleMania. Well, not anymore. <laughs> but not, not anymore. Uh, I think that was, in my opinion, I think that was where they were going with it anyways, and that's why he was mentioning Michelle McCool and, you know, Mark and all that kind of stuff. That he was didn't come out guess. with his hat and his. He didn't even come out with his hat and his trench coat. No, he had the he had the 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 do rag on. With, was it a do rag or was it a beanie? One of the two. It looked do ragish to me. I wasn't sure, but 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 maybe maybe it was a beanie. Uh, and he had the ponytail thing going. Um, but uh, yeah, I um, I think that's where they were going with it, anyways. And if so, it makes so much more sense now since it's going to be the performance center to keep kind of, like, going in that direction. But, okay, let's say he is biker taker at, at, at WrestleMania and performance center. Does he, does he ride in a, a motorcycle around the ring with nobody there at the performance center? Just, just in the empty stands? Yeah. Yeah, that's, why not? That's so rant, I guess. Maybe they just have to pull up in a motorcycle like Becky did last night in the in the truck. No, I would at least have him pull out onto the stage, and then maybe he gets off on the stage and walks to the ring. Put the fist up, so you can at least do the fist on the way yeah. out. He's he got to be on the motorcycle. That's part of it. <laughs> that is definitely part of it. That is definitely part of it. So, uh, you know, Undertaker, he comes in. And and uh, this, honestly, this was this this was one of my favorite parts of the night, just because it looks so funny. Like he comes in, and they had to explain to you why he was so angry. But he like he like comes into the ring and just just shucks the table up in the air because there's no contract on it. Without, Without a, word. a word, not even like a grunt, just like he throws it in the air, and Lawler runs out of the ring, and they go to commercial. Um, but I, I love you can hear Lawler like it's almost like he held the mic up as he was getting out. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when they come back, they're like they they explain why you know he uh, why he did that. I and wish then, I could see the footage of without the commercial breaks of what Taker was doing in I'm that just, break. <laughs> just him pacing in the ring for How five that, minutes. Paul? <laughs> Did that look cool, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he I, look, and 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 he did so much angry pacing in this segment too. <laughs> like, like he was definitely just angrily pacing back and forth, waiting, grunting, waiting. And then we get AJ Styles 
on the Titan Tron with the OC in the back, and he's holding the contract, um, and he cuts a promo. And honestly, dude, which by the way, which by the way was a little funneled to me because it was never acknowledged that the contract wasn't there, or that the Undertaker was looking for the contract. Like when AJ was like, like, I have it. I was like, oh, I didn't know we were missing it. (laughs) Like I will say, the contract aspect of this that they were trying to go for was a little lost on people if you weren't paying a hundred percent attention, because. They definitely tried their best to say it on commentary when they came back from the break. They were like, Undertaker was so angry because the contract was not on the table. And then he kept pacing, and then AJ showed up. But you're right. It was very confusing. I mean, maybe if he stopped and looked at the table and there was nothing there. But he literally (laughs) just walked in the ring and just like, (laughs) and just just struck me. It was very confusing. I I could not agree more. Um, But I think, man, AJ has been doing such a good job in this uh, segment, uh, or sorry, in this whole program with The Undertaker, you know, I think that AJ has been fun, is fun sometimes on, uh, when it comes to promos, um, but this, to me, best promo work of his career. Um, I think that he has been absolutely owning this, this uh, whole thing in the way he needs to own it, and really coming across as one of the top guys in WWE who... Even if he loses to Undertaker, which he probably will, but even yeah, if he loses, and, and, but even if he loses, he has gained so much in just these past couple weeks after that choke slam after the gauntlet match. In just his confidence, in my opinion, of being like, "No, screw you! I don't care if you're the Undertaker. I don't care if you're on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. We don't need you anymore. Like we don't want you." I'm gonna I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna send you to a senior living facility. I loved all that stuff. Well, it's, and the reason why it's so so special to me, and why I think he gets needs a lot more credit. Well, I don't need not a lot more, but he definitely needs to be lauded for this. Is is the fact that he's? I mean, the the, the I mean, it wasn't always this way, but nowadays, when you're put into an angle with the Undertaker, you got to make something out of nothing. Yep. Because you got to make like okay, we got to figure out a what reason we're fighting, and it's yep. and it can't be because of something I did last week on TV because he wasn't on TV, and so uh, like I mean, I mean Bray had that challenge back when he faced Taker at WrestleMania 31. Um, Punk, um, I, I don't know what he would have done if Paul Bear hadn't died. You know, like I mean, it, I mean, obviously it's a horrible situation, but I mean the fact that he died morbid really statement, added, but it makes sense. Yeah, it really added substance to it. And it, this one had even less. It was like, okay, AJ Styles and Undertaker are gonna fight. Yeah, it was almost like the ha- the hype for the match started building when it was a rumor. You know, like that's the buildup is that it was an internet rumor. It wasn't because of anything anybody ever did. It was like yep. when the, when the Undertaker first interfered in the Saudi Arabia match. People were chanting like, "Where's the?" Uh, people were already expecting the Undertaker to come out. Why? Yep. There was no reason. There yep. wasn't a reason. Yep. yep. Yeah. And no. That's, absolutely. I, absolutely. It was like it was like, oh, okay, like phenom, phenom versus phenomenal. Got it. Okay, easy enough. Go. But I mean, also AJ has become one of the top guys in the locker room. You know, from what I hear, he you know he helps people out. He's a guy. He's someone that that people go to. Um, he's someone that has stroke behind the scenes. Um, so. Um, I understand the Undertaker, you know, it, it was like, yeah, cool. AJ will be the guy into that, you know. So I, I, I do like that. Um, 
I, and I liked where he said stuff like it's 2020 and you keep interjecting yourself into a world that would rather see you removed from it. Like you don't see Jordan interjecting himself into the NBA finals, uh, the money McCool stuff. Uh, you know, I, I also like when he said, when the lights go off, you can't hide and we know you can't run either. That was, that was such a good line. I, I, I thought that was great, but yeah, you're right. They've been doing a fantastic job. Uh, and, and, and AJ has found that groove in a way to like, make something out of nothing basically you know like how do you how do you make it interesting that this ghost is is after you well i'm gonna humanize him i like that aspect of this one for sure for sure uh mysterio versus andrade was a good match um but the highlight obviously was oscar on commentary that was so funny i loved it so what i love about this is anybody in japan watching this is just like what She's she's speaking Japanese. <laughs> I one hundred percent. I tweeted last night and I said like petition to have Oscar replace Jerry Lawler. Sign below. And when I was looking through them this morning, I saw one reply that said, uh, "As a Japanese speaker, I definitely don't agree with this." Because <laughs> <laughs> she's really just like she's really just speaking Japanese and it's a. To American company, they're just like, ooh, fun. <laughs> uh, she's definitely just being like, oh, he hit him. Ah, Andrade. But it just, she put so much life into it. I loved it so much. Like, when she was, uh, just the whole time, I was loving it so much. So, yes, yes, absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure the general public in Japan was not as excited about it, but I loved it so much. Um, also, uh, you know, we talked about it briefly, but, you know, Becky rolled up in that giant truck. Uh, you had texted me earlier about it. Definitely seems like that was something they were going to use for WrestleMania and decided, like, well, we'll just use it now instead. Because um, we have it. <laughs> we have it, and we'll spice this show up a little bit. I think they should have saved it for WrestleMania still. It would have still been fun if she had pulled up to the arena. Although, I'm guessing the reason they did it now is because they still could have done it, but I'm guessing the reason they did it now is because it was a pre-tape, and then she had to, because she can't pull up to the arena in a truck, get out of the truck, and walk right into the ring. She has to be tested when she's been out in the regular world to make sure she's not feeling sick. You're going that deep, you're going that deep into it. Like, you don't That's think my, she would have already been there and then, and, then, um, and then go do the shot? I think if you walk back outside you have to get tested again. I don't know about that. I don't know. That's just my guess. If you're out, you have any interaction with the truck, I don't know. I would think, because a bunch of hands are going to have to touch the and, truck. I mean, we're going to go, I mean. She's going to touch it and then go in the ring. I don't know. I don't know. She would at least have to Purell. And you can't show any purell ones before going in the ring. I don't know. That's my honest guess. It's because it's just more of a production now at the, at the performance center having to do that. Um, the truck looked badass, though. Very cool. Um, it reminded me of the old WCW days. or, or old It looked like the NWO trucks. Yeah, the NWO trucks, exactly. Um, and I liked how her hair was the flames. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was, that was a nice little touch. Um, sure, the promo was good with Shayna, or that, you know, talking to Shayna. Um, I, uh, you know, I don't think it was anything like that blew me away because it's kind of been the same the whole time. I gotta be honest, I think Becky has been the the weakest link in this feud so far. I I kind of agree. Like, she's got a bunch of things to make up for. The truck, the jackets, the swagger, you know, all that kind of stuff. But you're right, absolutely. Um, 
and she's kind of been repeating herself a lot too, and not as like ruthless as she was when she was the you know doing the whole man thing, you know. So um, yeah, I agree with you. This was kind of a, a a little bit of a weak point in the show, in my opinion. Um, as much as I'm as much as I'm a fan of Becky Lynch, uh, and then we had Kevin Owens promo from the back challenging Seth Rollins to a match at WrestleMania. You know, I know it's something they've been building up towards on TV for a while. But in my opinion, WrestleMania should only have been the advertised matches that they've already announced. That alone is enough to satisfy three-hour show. I don't think they need to add more to it. And if, But if they are, I hope this is the last match they're adding that wasn't already announced. Because... I don't. We don't need a seven-hour show from the Performance Center. They should just do two and a half to three-hour show max. WWE version of Takeover from the Performance Center with with a small. Show. I didn't even think. To, I didn't even think about how long the runtime is going to be. I didn't even. A, a seven-hour show would be ludicrous. You would think from the Performance Center with no crowd. I mean, I don't know how you do that. You know, as it is, I think they should film the matches now. They should just get it out of the way. They should film everything now in case things get worse in the next few weeks. Go, there's nothing stopping them from filming it. What the results? Can, the results might leak out. Who cares? You know, like. Well, you, you say want, that. <laughs> you, you want to spoil? If you want to spoil WrestleMania for yourself? Like, go ahead. But like, I don't know, man. Like, I would just think they should get it out of the way. Film everything at the performance center now. Um and and just two and a half to three hour show. No one wants to watch a seven hour show. Sometimes no one wants. Most people don't want to watch a seven hour show as it is at the moment. You know, like if there were a crowd, they'd say that's excessive. So I say you just try and keep that to a healthy two and a half to three hour max. That'd be nice. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that would be nice. Uh, did you like? Do you like the idea of Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, though? Absolutely, absolutely, I do. I think they're going to do great together. You know, I like yeah. the whole thing. Like the we were the two people that carried NXT on our backs. You know, I like that a lot. And um, I mean, I don't know why they needed. It. I mean, we've got more than enough reasons for them to fight at WrestleMania. More than enough. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they we've we've had this angle go on ad nauseum. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad to see it go. Um, I, are, you think we're going to get a, a finally, finally, a third payoff for Lashley and Rusev? I hope so. <laughs> At WrestleMania, you think? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with you. I didn't even think about that. They really didn't need to add that extra stipulation to all. Not stipulation. I mean, it's the nice. Extra, the extra angle to why they would want to fight each other. It's been pretty built up as to why they'd want to fight each other. Um, but I think that the only thing I could see is that Kevin Owens was trying to make their their match feel a little special since they're the two Performance Center guys or NXT guys. Um, so I, I, I get that, too. Uh, and lastly, I know you got to get out of here. Uh, we have the Stone Cold 316 segment uh, with Stone Cold uh, holding cue cards, listing off what 316 Hated day it. means. Hated it. Hated I, I it. Just, I just, you know, I just really, you know, I said it at the top, but I'll say it again here. With everything going on right now, you know, if this segment had happened with a giant live audience, it would have gone over better. It would have gone, gone over better. Yeah, it would have been fun. People would have been cheering and drinking, a whole crowd interaction thing. With no audience there, you should have just let Stone Cold come out there and talk about, like, 
everything going on right now, like at least to some degree to like inspire people to like not freak out. Call me crazy, but Vince couldn't come out. Vince couldn't do anything. Like right? that would have been great. Well, the only, to- thing, the only thing I'll say about that is I'm sure Vince is not there because of all the coronavirus stuff going on. Maybe. Or maybe he's, he's above age. He's, he's like the 70 something. <laughs> he may think he's invincible, dude. He may maybe. not get that. Maybe, but he's old. I'm sure he's not going. I would think. I would hope. I hope for his sake that he's not going out right now. That he's not one of those people who is like, I'm not going to get sick. I hope he's not one of those people. But I guess you never know. <laughs> not with him, really you know. I mean, this is the guy who thinks sneezing is a weakness. Yeah. Come on, you don't think that he's thinking like anybody who gets corona is like a pussy or something? You know, he definitely. Yeah. Thinks that. Yeah. No, that, I mean, you know, yeah, it's 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 a good it's a good point. Um, <laughs> I just, man, I just, I, I was so frustrated by this segment because it was like, you had Stone Cold there. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin there. You don't need to give Stone Cold Steve Austin cue cards. You don't need to give Stone Cold Steve Austin cue cards. It's and have Stone... him physically read them on camera. Like, come on. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's one, he's the greatest of all time. Like, you know, like, like it's, it, it's Stone Cold. That man can speak. It's not like he hasn't had any speaking engagements or done any speaking since he left the WWE. He's got a weekly podcast. He's got TV shows. The man can speak if you let him. Let him go out there and talk to the people right now. This is a tough time in the world. Not even in the country. The world. There's people dying in mass. And you're trying to go out there saying, like, oh, we're giving you entertainment. Don't give us this shit. Like, don't give us that shit. It's like the time where Stone Cold complained about how one time, I, I believe it was one of the reunion shows or whatever, or, or you know, one of the big shows there when he was there, when Vince told him to make sure he smiled when he went out on camera and, and when he went out to the crowd. And Stone Cold was like, I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't fucking smile, you know? That's like, that. it's like, don't, you don't need to direct Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, like, I like... You know, Byron trying. Byron tried so hard. Tried so hard. Like, God bless him, he tried so hard. And 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 throughout the night, he tried to be the, the audience and, and acting as if these things were, were surprising to him or whatever. But uh, Well, Byron's a team player. He always has been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Byron's always been. Yeah, no. I'm seeing a comment right now, and yes, I think it was. They were trying to make it funny they were trying to make it funny but i just don't think it i don't think it translated i really don't i it really didn't. don't it didn't it definitely didn't uh similarly similarly like if sasha and bailey were trying to to you know make a joke of the crowd not being there on smackdown like i didn't get it either i i mean i got it but it didn't work and i think similarly here with the cue cards um, well, but- what drove me nuts was the rating thing like when he started holding up points i didn't get it I didn't get it either. It made no sense. It made no sense. I don't sense get it. Like, it. It was just, it was literally like, why are you doing this? When have you ever rated anything, Byron? I couldn't <laughs> agree more with you. It made no like sense. Like, if it was something Where did Byron the cards come did? from? Like, if it was something like the, like the general, like when Michael Cole had the anonymous general manager thing, maybe. That would make sense. Like, if Byron Saxon rated people just to be an asshole, sure. But just bringing it up out of nowhere. Like when they, like I hear Austin reading the cards and he says a six, and then I'm like, what is he talking about? Then he cuts to Byron with a fucking like sign above his head. I'm like, why? Why? I hate it. Yep. It was like, what are you doing? Like, what is? 
this is not an interaction people would ever have. Like, <laughs> um, at least I, you know, at least they ended it with with a beer bash at the end. You know, he bites Byron in, gives him the beer, hits him with the stunner, kicks him in the nuts, which you feel bad for because he definitely got kicked hard in the nuts. It looked like um, it was one of those like like because he hit him with like the point of his foot, so you could tell it just real hurt, it really hurt. <laughs> you know? Uh, and then Becky Lynch joins, and then they have the whole beer bash thing, and then they go home with one more stunner on, By- on Byron. Um, glad to have something to watch to get my mind off of all this stuff going on in the world. Um, uh, yeah, but but uh, I wish they had done something a little better with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Jamie, I know you got places to be. We got quarantines to, to continue abiding by. Uh Thank you so much for joining me here. I appreciate it very much. No problem, brother. I got to get going and build some furniture. So. Oh, fun. <laughs> and, uh, for, those, for those of you who are going to – I'm going to try and make this a podcast that I'm going to put out if I can figure out how to do this afterwards. So for those of you listening to the podcast version of this, it's at Jamie underscore Iovine on Twitter. Twitter. And then Instagram's at Jamie Iovine. Uh, you can find me on social media at Ryan Satin on all the podcast platforms. Uh, you can find Wrestling Sheet at Wrestling Sheet on all the podcast, or sorry, on all the social media platforms as well. Uh, ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling. All right, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at myhealthpolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at myhealthpolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 